0: Recorded live.
1: And welcome to episode four thirty-four of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Initiative Talkshoe. Taylor Phillips here. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Lewis Tonor National Sports Reporter. Like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page. I just corrected a mistake. It's not four to three, it's five to four. Um in fact let's dive into the red wings they beat they blow a 4-1 lead second three second blown second consecutive blown 3 goal lead and they uh, only the force overtime and this time they upset the washington
0: capitals 5 to 4 i'm really not in the mood at all Tomas Tatar, the game winner. Red Wings are uh, still six back of the New York Rangers or sixth
1: worst sixth worst in the Eastern Conference. Red Wings jumped the Florida Panthers ahead by a point
0: with two point with two unnecessary points, meaningless points. They get to 53 points, while the Panthers have 52. The Canadians have 51. Sens have 47. The Sabres have 42. Sabres, right now, just getting underway in the second period in Buffalo against the Colorado Avalanche, who lead the Sabres 2-1. Vancouver Canucks just absolutely annihilated the Dallas Stars,
1: six to nothing in Dallas. To tie the Edmonton Oilers
0: in points, with with fifty. Looking at the league standings, the Red Wings are 8th worst in the East. But they're like... They're like bunched up with four other teams, the Panthers, Canadians, the Oilers, and the Canucks. But the Red
1: Wings are are somehow on top of that pile,
0: of that of that somewhat low ball pile... of those five almost worst teams that are just ahead of the Sabres, of the Senators, Sabres, and Coyotes. Arizona Coyotes, that is. Panthers are in Edmonton tomorrow at 9. That should be a good one. Coyotes are home against the, Black, the struggling Blackhawks We got blanked by the Minnesota Wild yesterday, three nothing, three nothing, three nil. Of course, you got two of the best teams: the Lightning
1: and the Leafs, the Bolton Leafs. Air Canada Center in Toronto.
0: Lightning, as of right now, would win the President's Trophy by three points. Are in, the, are in the President's Trophy lead. Are in the lead for the President's Trophy. The Leafs are tied in points with the Blues for six best in, in the NHL. The Wings, back to them, home against the Anaheim Ducks, The Anaheim Ducks, sort of in the middle of the pack
1: entire league-wise, fourth place in the Western Conference wildcard standings. 64 points, 27, 19, and 10. The
0: Calgary Flames, 64 points, 28, 19, and 8. The Flames have one more Win, win overall than the Ducks have. The Ducks have two more
1: overtime losses than the Flames have, and, the, and
0: both teams each have 19 regulation losses. But if you think, but but if in case anyone thought the Red Wings needed that win
1: to uh, try to come back and come all the way back up to make the playoffs, only that which only which will only get them a first round a, a, yet another first round exit. They got another thing coming. Oh, in case in case they in case they think. The Red Wings are actually going to come back and make the playoffs. I, I posted once again that that Detroit Red Wings decline and fall of an empire video from Urinating Tree on YouTube, onto our Facebook page, Michigan Sports Truth, and on my Twitter handle at dt2phillips, dt2phillips,
0: the two L's. The Detroit Pistons who somehow
1: allowed a lot of points to the Atlanta Hawks and lost one eighteen to one
0: fifteen. Andre Drummond came up with three blocks, ended up a zero
1: and plus minus, a zero plus minus. His point. He was playing a little bit of good defense, but
0: it sure as hell was not nearly enough. James Ennis third and Jameer
1: Nelson making their debut. Let's see how they did. James Ennis, 14 points, four rebounds, two steals, three personal fouls and a minus five. Jameer Nelson,
0: six points. 5 assists, a plus 10 in his Piston debut. Luke Kennard, a plus 11, but but only 5 points. Anthony Tolliver, 12
1: 12 points and a plus 12. Blake Griffin, a minus 21. Stanley Johnson, a minus 13. Only 8 points. Griffin with 23. Drummond with with a double-double, back to him for a second. I, I almost forgot to mention another double-double. 25 and 15 boards. Reggie Bullock with 20.
0: You can't make the excuse of the Reggie Jackson injury. You just can't, you, yet you keep making it. Eric Marlin playing only three minutes. That That's no factor at all. Except he was a plus four, I guess. With I guess which helped a little bit, but definitely not enough. Not nearly enough. It's just that that's a small sample size. The pistons still don't have a backup center. That's that's my biggest that's my biggest issue. Holding against the New Orleans Pelicans tomorrow at seven.
1: I'm going to fly solo tonight on the weekend review because uh, later tonight, because Buck Gino has some personal matters to attend to. Frank Masner is uh, often sick
0: with a sore throat and cannot talk. Ed Smith's at, at work
1: until really late every Sunday night. Which me which leaves me all alone. I want I want more people to
0: I want to add more people to our team. Pelicans, yeah. They're not that bad. They're 29 and 26. Can't take them for granted. The
1: Pistons have lost two straight since the trades for, since the Willie Reed and Bryce Johnson trades for Jameer Nelson.
0: And James Ennis the Third I don't know what that means yet, but we're going to have to see down the future and here in the Michigan sports truth, I am. I am not here to tease any
1: any clowny questions. I never do that and I never will. Especially especially not on my show.
0: And no, I am not I am not a substitute for anyone else's show. That can get the hell out of my face. Pelicans, back to them for a second, are coming off a win. Number 20, Michigan, the Wolverines. Shifting to college basketball. Went into mass in Wisconsin and Kohl Center and took good care of the Wisconsin Badgers, 83-72. Man, Michigan had a big lead. Led by led 44-22 at halftime. Led 51-28 with 16 point at 16. 16 minutes and 21 seconds
1: in the second half. They got out to that big
0: a lead on a, a Mo three assisted by Duncan Robinson. They led 53-28 with four, 14 left in the second. Led by as many as Twenty three. They led by as many as twenty three. Wisconsin came as close as seven, a seven point, came to as close as a seven point deficit. That's it. So to sum it all up, the Wolverines kept the Badgers in check and handed the Badgers their 10th Big Ten loss and 16th overall. Wolverines. Uh, Mo Wagner with 20 points. Ethan Happ with 29. I wonder how. I wonder how that was not enough. Let's check. Let's check the box
1: score. Only three Badgers in double figures. Yikes. Brad Davidson with just 10. Brevin Pritzel off the bench with just 13. Only bench player to to step up for the Badgers. Brad Davidson and Ethan Hamp were the only two starters that could play. Nate Rivers with only seven points. Aileen Ford five points. Khalil Iverson with only two points in 33 minutes,
0: seven assists, six rebounds, but man, he could he could not score. Michigan with only three blocks, they might have, they might have uh, played good screening defense. Man, four Wolverines in double figures, almost had five. So Michigan with that win. That rebounding win that is is home against Iowa
1: Wednesday at six thirty on BGM. The Wolverines, in the at the beginning of January, took really good care of the Iowa Hawkeyes in Iowa City,
0: and they should definitely complete the sweep. Then they're home against the Ohio State Buckeyes Sunday at one on
1: CBS. Next Sunday at one, Ohio State came back, came all the way back from down like about 20 points or so at the IU City Arena in Columbus, and they beat the Wolverines by
0: by, uh, at least a handful. Not one or two, but a handful. Uh, And that's embarrassing. It's a Chrysler Center. Michigan has to prevent that from happening again. And lastly, Michigan football, according to Sports Illustrated, might add
1: former Florida head coach Jim,
0: Jim, Jim McElwain as a wide receiver's coach. No, so on that note, that's all the Michigan sports truth material that I have
1: for tonight. Now it's time for Lewiston Orr's National Sports Report. Let me take it away.
2: You got Taylor. All right, and away we go, folks. All right, as usual, we'll start on the ice, starting with the we got a scoring game here. As the Avalanche uh, lean the Sabers three to one, with 9:44 to go in the second period. Uh, Rangers beat the Jets today, three uh, one. Bessie scored in the third to give the Rangers the win, and um, MSD. Uh, MSG had problems showing the game of this afternoon in my area. There was a bit of technical difficulties, so we were knocked out of there for a little while, but we picked it up in the third period. Thank goodness. That wasn't done by my fault, it was from theirs. Bruins now lead the Devils 3 2, 15.08 to go in the second period. And right now, the Islanders lead the Flames 2 0, at 12.50 to go in the second period. I want to puke. Thank you very much. Just getting underway, the Flyers and the Golden Knights are scoreless, but it's only five minutes into the game. That could change. Ducks leave the Sharks uh, with 13-36 to go in the first period, one to nothing. The Penguins over the Blues, 4-1. Crosby scores two goals today, and it gives them career number 400. Ugh. As we mentioned, the Red Wings over the Capitals 5-4, and Taylor got the game winner in overtime. And in a laugher, the Canucks blank the stars 6-0. Uh, Boucher and, and Mark and Storm, uh come through in that uh, massive win. And I would say 6 nothing is pretty massive. <laughs> this time of year, anything would be like that. All right, so now the standings, and we go this way. In the Atlantic, the Lightning still lead all comers at 79 points. At 38-14-3, 30, this is the Atlantic and Eastern Conference. Bruins, 33-12-8, 74 points. Leafs. 71 points at 33, 19, and 5. Further down the list, your Red Wings are 22, 23, and 9 at 53 points. Panthers are 52 points at 23, 23, and 6. The Canadians are at 51 points at 22, 26, and 7. Senators are 19, 26, and 9, 47 points. And the Sabres bringing up the rear at 16, 29, and 10, 42 points. Moving on, the Metropolitan Division, the Capitals are at 32, 17, and 6 at 70 points. Penguins, thanks to today's win, are 31, 22, and 4 at 66 points. Flyers, 27, 19, and 9, 63 points. Devils are at 62 points, 27, 19, and 8, pending outcome of this game. Carolina is 26, 21, and 9, 61 points. Blue Jackets are at 60 points at 28, 23, and 4. Islanders are also uh, 60 points at 27, 22, and 6. And the Rangers are at 59 points, 27, 24, and 5. It's getting closer, folks. So just because they're in last in the division right now does not mean they're out of it, not by a long shot. Not in this division, anyway. All right, speaking of tight divisions, uh, in the Western Conference and the Central, it goes like this. The Predators are at 33, 12, and 9, 75 points. Jets are at 73 points at 32, 15, and 9. Blues are at 71 points at 34, 21, and 3. Stars are at 70 points at 33, 20, and 4. Wild, 66 points at 30, 19, and 6. Uh, Wild at Avalanche are 29, 21 and 4, 62 points, and the Blackhawks at 56 points at 24, 23 and 8. But I wouldn't count them out either, even though most people uh, think they're finished. But I beg to differ. Now in the Pacific Division, Vegas keeps rolling along at 76 points at 36, 14 and 4. Sharks um, have uh, slipped a bit. They're at 66 points at 29, 18, and 8. It was a lot closer a few weeks ago. Kings are at 65 points at 30, 20, and 5. Flames at 64 points at 28, 19, and 8. Also 64 points for the Ducks at 27, 19, and 10. At 50 points are uh, the Oilers at 23, 27, and 4. Canucks 22, 28, and 6 at 50 points. And dead last as usual, the Coyotes thirteen, twenty two and ten, thirty six. Sell that team, please. What a joke. righty. So let's check the wild card standings. And it goes like this. Devils have the wildcard lead in the East at sixty two points at twenty seven, nineteen and eight. Hurricanes are right behind them at sixty one points at twenty six, twenty one and nine. Oh boy, it's even close to the wild card spots, folks. Columbus the Blue Jackets at 60 points at 28, 23, and 4. Islanders at 60 points at 27, 23, and 6. Rangers, not that far behind, 59 points, 27, 24, and 5. Thanks to today's win. Red Wings, 53 points, 22, 23, and 9. Shaky. Panthers, 23, 23, and 6 at 52 points. Canadiens, 22, 26, and 7, 51 points. Senators, 47 points at 19, 26, and 9. And the Sabres, 16, 29, and 10, 42 points. Not a chance. West, the uh, Dallas leads at 33, 20, 20, and 4, 70 points. That's the Stars followed by the Wild at 30, 19, and 6 at 66 points. With Calgary, the Flames at 28, 19, and 8, 64 points. Ducks are also 64 points at 27, 19, and 10. Avalanche, 29, 21, 4, 62 points. Blackhawks, 56 points at 24, 23, and 8. Oilers, 23, 27, and 4, 50 points. Canucks, 22, 28, and 6, 50 points. And if you think the Coyotes have a chance, not rare. prayer. 13, 22, and 10 at 36 points. No way. Anybody thinks that? They're crazy. Alright, so we taking care of that. Now let's take care of tomorrow's schedule. And the schedule goes down like this. Oh, a light schedule tomorrow in the NHL. Only three games. Uh, 7 o'clock we have the Lightning versus the Leafs, and two games at 9 o'clock, the Panthers take on the Oilers, and the Blackhawks take on the Coyotes. And both those games are at 9 o'clock. Some say Coyotes, I say Coyotes just to be a little you know, sarcastic. (laughs) Alright, so, we go from the ice, so now let's go to the hardwood in the NBA, and if you're a Knicks fan... Not much to cheer about. As they lose again, this time to the Pacers. Pacers win 121-113. Michael Beasley, Beasley, 16 points, 13 rebounds, and 3 assists. Victor Abadalo had 30 points, 9 assists, and 8 rebounds. At least Beasley had a good good outing, despite the loss. Double-double. 7-1 double. to go in the third. The Rockets lead the Mavericks. 74-67, Dennis Smith Jr., 14 points, 8 assists, and 4 rebounds. Clint Kapla, 16 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist. Close one here, as the Wolves lead the Kings, 64-62, uh, 7 to go in the third. Bogdanovich has 13 points, 5 assists, and 3 rebounds. Carl Anthony Towns, 17 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 assists. The Raptors over the Hornets, 123-103. Uh, DeMar DeRozan had 25 points, 8 assists, and 2 rebounds. Kemba Walker, who was going to take uh, Przingis' place in the All-Star game next week, had 23 points, 9 assists, and 2 rebounds. That was declared today, by the way. Hawks over the Pistons, 118-115. Andre Drummond, 25 points, 15 rebounds, 2 assists. Dwayne Dedman, 20 points, 13 rebounds, and 1 assist. Cavaliers over the Celtics, one twenty-one ninety-nine. 99 LeBron had 24 points, 10 assists, and 8 rebounds. And Trey Rosier, 21 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists. And coming up at 9, the Jazz will take on the Blazers. Uh, players to watch are Donovan Mitchell and... Damien Lillard, yeah, Lillard. Eh, he's a tough one, though. All right, so let's go to the standings, and they go this way. Still in front are the Raptors, now at thirty-nine and sixteen, and have a half-game lead over the Celtics at forty and eighteen. Cavaliers are six back at thirty-three and twenty-two. Wizards are 32 and 24, seven and a half back. Eight back are the Bucks at 31 and 24. Pacers are eight back, but they're 32 and 26. Heat are nine and a half back at 30 and 26. And the Sixers are 28 and 25 at 10 back. On the outside looking in, your Pistons are 27 and 28, 12 back. Hornets, 23 and 33, 16 and a half back. Knicks are 17 back at 23 and 34. Bulls 19 and 36, 20 back. Nets are 21 back at 19 and 38. The dumpster fire continues as the Magic are 18 and 37, 21 back, and the Hawks 18 and 39, 22 back. And for them, it just gets worse. All right, in the West, Warriors 43 and 13, a game ahead of the Rockets at 41 and 13. Spurs eight and a half back at 35 and 22. Wolves 34 and 24. Ten back at 12 back are the Blazers at and the Thunder both 31 and 25. Nuggets 30 and 26. Thirteen back and the Pelicans 29 and 26. Thirteen and a half back. Still not bad for any place though. Further down the list, uh, the Clippers not bad. 28 and 26. 14 back. The Jazz, mm, trying to make something happen. They're 27-28 at 15 and a half back. Doable, though. Lakers, 23-32, 19 and a half back. Grizzlies are 18-36 at 24 back. Mavericks are 18-38, 25 back. The Suns are 25 and a half back at 18 and 39. And the Kings are last at 17-37, 25 back. Hmm. Somehow that doesn't make sense. 25 and a half back, and then 25 back. Hmm. Okay, that's a little odd. All right, so now let's go to tomorrow's schedule. And the schedule reads like this for your games tomorrow. Fairly uh, competitive night, as the Jazz will take on the Pistons at 7 o'clock, also at 7. The Knicks take on the Sixers, 7.30, The Clippers take on the Nets. Oh, well. 8 o'clock. The Magic take on the Bulls. The Spurs take on the Jazz at 9. The uh, the Pelicans take on the Pistons. And the Suns take on the Warriors at 10.30. And the New York-Philadelphia game and the Phoenix-Warriors game will be on NBA TV. Well, the Knicks are going to be blacked out on that in my area, though. Yeah, okay. So now let's go to the college uh, rankings. There's only three games in the top 25 uh, today, as it was a light day um, as far as Sunday goes. And it goes like this. Number nine, Duke, over Georgia Tech, 80-69. Wendell Carter Jr. had 19 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists. Josh Okaji, 29 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. Cincinnati over SMU, 76-51. Kyle Washington had 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 blocks in today's game. And Jimmy with 19 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. And as we mentioned, Michigan, number 20 over Wisconsin, 83-72, Uh, Wagner had 20 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, and Hap Wagner, and Hap had 29 points, seven rebounds, and two assists. At least that happened. That's good news. Yeah, that's that's a that's a decent outing. If I do say so myself. And the victors. Yes. All right. Further down the list, from the outside the top 25, it goes down like this. Uh, Right now, Penn State is taking on Illinois. Washington State is taking on Oregon. And now come the rest of the scores. Lafayette over Loyola Loyola, Maryland, 84-67. Louisville. Yeah. Louisville pounded Pittsburgh, 94-60. They're not the same team they used to be. Syracuse over Wake Forest, 70 70 UMBC over New Hampshire, 68-59. South Dakota over Peru State, 98-55. A laugher if I ever heard one. Albany over Hartford, 69-63. Bailey Dickinson over Wagner, 76-69. At least he did something right today. Stony Brook over Maine, sixty-four sixty-one. UMass Lowell, over no, I'm sorry, Vermont over UMass of Lowell, eighty-one sixty-nine. Central Florida over Memphis, 68-64, competitive game. Colorado over Stanford, 64-56. Southern Illinois over Bradley, 74-57. Valparaiso over Illinois State, 74-58. And Houston over Tulane, 73-42. All right, so now let's check over for tomorrow's schedule. Uh, Monday can go either way. It could be a crowd schedule or it could be a light schedule. But I think this one is like um, somewhere in the middle. All right, so we have an early game at 5 o'clock tomorrow with Mississippi Valley State taking on Southern. 7 o'clock games go like this. Notre Dame takes on number 21, North Carolina. East Tennessee State takes on Greensboro. Uh, local battle here for me, Fairfield versus Canisius. Iona versus Siena, Colgate takes on Bucknell, Delaware State takes on Norfolk State, 7.30, North Carolina Central takes on BCU, Hampton takes on Coppin State, and Maryland Eastern Shore takes on Howard. Eh, poor Howard. <laughs> Eight o'clock, goes like this, Mercer takes on Sanford, Morgan State takes on Florida A&M. North Carolina A and T takes on Savannah State. Arkansas Pine Bluff takes on Alcorn State. Nine o'clock. TCU takes on number nineteen West Virginia. Baylor takes on Texas. Grambling takes on Texas Southern. And Jackson State takes on Little House on the Prairie View A and M. Oh boy. I added that one. <laughs> Alright, so it's a it's a fairly light schedule for a Monday, but Okay, after yesterday's schedule, I need it to be a little bit lighter. All right, so now on to today's news. And right now, uh, figure skating competition is on NBC at the Olympics. That's the live part. Uh, in women's hockey, though, it was Canada over Russia. In women's hockey, 5 to nothing. The men's uh, U.S. will begin on Wednesday. And bright and early, too, 6.30 (laughs) a.m. Get your alarm clocks ready, people. That's going to be something. All right. Um, I don't know if anybody follows tennis that much, but I have a tennis story here that's worth mentioning. Venus Williams helps the U.S. tennis team advance to the Fed Cup semifinals, and Serena returns to mixed doubles. That's her first match since um, giving birth. Venus defeated Rachel Hogan camp in straight sets, seven five six one, and Bands to the semis in France during the weekend of April twenty first and twenty second. Um, France beat Belgium today, three to two, this past weekend. Williams and sister Venus were scheduled to play doubles today. As I mentioned, Crosby got his 400th goal uh, this afternoon on the game on the game on NBC. And he's still going. He's still going strong, which makes it sickening for me. And Malkin wasn't so bad either. Yeah. Um, he muscled off a shot against Blues goaltender Jake Allen in the second period to get that 400 goal. Bad news is backup goaltender Pavelski uh, out two weeks with an MCL sprain. The team announced the details today, and he was injured in the first period in Friday's went over the Flames. Luckily, they won today, so that some kind of consolation, I think. Emily Arthur won the women's half pipe, and the women's slope style goes to Anna Geyser in the Olympics. Continuing on down the road here. All right. There's a couple local notes uh, mixed in. Okay, with the Daytona 500 a week away, Alex Bowman wins the poll for the Great American Race and will drive the old number 88. If that number sounds familiar to you racing fans, uh, it should be as that was Dale Earnhardt's car before he retired at the end of last year. Earnhardt won six of his 73 victories at the Daytona Speedway, and of course including his Daytona, 500 victories, where he won that seven times. I guess the lucky number is 88. Okay. Uh, Giants' request to, for Vikings quarterback's coach Kevin Defensky has been denied for offensive coordinator job. League of, league sources tell ESPN uh, he was passed over for the coordinator job. The Giants and their new coach Pat Schumer, who is the offense was the offensive coordinator for the Vikings before leaving for the Giants, was waiting for several weeks to see how the result would turn out, and obviously the results were not in his favor. So now it's back to square one. Wow. So that's what's that um also another hockey note, Vincent Le Cavalier was on last night uh by the lightning and had his number four jersey retired. In a, very emotional, in a very emotional ceremony, I was watching that today as I was watching the hockey game on NBC. Other headlines: uh, Bulls forward Tomas uh, Zasky scored a career-high 25 points last night. Yet it was there was a questionable call, a uh, favor 2 foul by Bulls forward Bobby Portis. Oh boy. The play occurred with 2.35 left in regulation. Stavsky went up to finish at the rim, and Porus came over to block the shot. There was a collision in midair as he fell hard on the floor as blood came down off the side of his head. Stavsky laid on the ground for several minutes as trainers came over to check on him before he headed to the locker room. On replay, Portis went for the ball. After a video review, Portis was assessed with a flagrant two foul and was ejected from the game. More trouble for Colorado State as intern coach Steve Barnes was suspended hours before yesterday's game against San Jose State. Barnes took over on February 3rd as um, Coach Larry... FCC was placed on leave of on leave, administrative leave, and school officials do not expect him to return. Athletic Director Joe Parker told the team prior to the game that Barnes would be on leave as well as the school concludes the climate assessment into the culture of the program, specifically toward the coach's behavior toward his players and staff. Now, It's one thing to discipline your players, but when you go off, um, shall I say, half-cocked, that's another story. You know, I mean, even, I mean, it makes Bobby Knight sound like a fairy. As we mentioned um, late last night, or did we not, U.S. gets its first gold medal in slope style in snowboarding at a teenage wonder boy named Red Gerard. There's only 17 who took the gold medal. 17 years old. And that's the first gold medalist to be born in the 2000s. And that makes me feel very, very old. Oh, wait. I am old. Well, uh, you get the idea. All right. Other news that are happening today. Um, Eagles Authentic Coordinator Frank Reck named New Cult of the Indian of the Annapolis Colts. How about that? He will will receive a five-year deal. Wow, five years. A five-year deal, according to a source. Um, Reich replaces Chuck Pagano as coach after a search that took a few twists and turns. Uh, Indianapolis announced that the Patriots' offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels had agreed to take the job on February 6th and scheduled as an scheduled an news conference uh, for the next day. McDaniels called Coach General Manager Chris Boward later that evening and and decided to say no to the agreement, saying he decided to stay with the Patriots. Boward took the took the blame for the teams announcing the agreement with McDaniels before he signed the contract, which um, is not fair to the Colts. Ballard, in a news conference the following day, said he wanted someone that's 100% committed to partnering with us and getting the work done. Ballard moved swiftly to make his hire after after McDaniels' fiasco. He interviewed Reich, New Orleans' assistant head coach, and tight ends coach Dan Campbell and Buffalo defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier in a three-day span. ESPN's Am Shifter and Chris Mortensen reported early Sunday that Reich was the favorite for the job. Well, let's just see how it goes. Reich's hiring and a six-week coaching search in which the Colts went from being the first of six teams to fire their head coach and being the last Of the six to fill the opening well sometimes it takes time folks we are extremely excited to announce uh frank reich as head coach of the netflix colts colts owner and ceo jim misery said a statement frank has all the ingredients of a successful head coach intelligence innovation character organizational and leadership skills etc etc and a commanding presence he also has a stellar reputation and his life experiences and the people he has worked with he has worked with and will make him the perfect fit for us and our fans. I feel extremely fortunate and could not be more excited for Colts Nation and the future of our franchise. Oh now we call it Colt's Nation. Oh please. Colts Nation, Jets Nation. Oh boy. Some people will just say anything. Well, I certainly wish them luck. I mean they have they've had their moments of um, you know, disarray. But I still think it was unfair, you know, for that incident to happen. I mean, if you say you're gonna take the job, take it. Don't say, Well, I've had second thoughts. No, you don't do that. I mean, you know, that, that's that's what we call a classless a classless effort, and that was very classless. You know, it's like to say, say what you mean, but if you don't, then just don't say it. Okay. So now we're going to head over to uh, more news here, as in the Olympics, we had a bit of a, we've had a history uh, making experience. And it was almost as good as a win, but You take what you can get as we have history-making in the luge as the men's U.S. takes home a medal. Chris Mendezier earns first men's luge singles medal for U.S. That's the first time it's ever happened in the U.S. We're not known for luge very well, but here we got it. Uh, And a few months ago, he hit rock bottom. David Lechner took home gold, and a month ago, he wasn't. A few months ago, he was even in consideration. It didn't matter; they stood higher than anyone else atop of the men's luge podium today, as the reign of Germany's Felix Locke and as liberty champion came to a slippery and stunning sudden end. Wow! Lechner was the surprise first-round leader and a bigger surprise as the leader when, he, when it was all over. He finished his four runs at the at Alpine the Center, the sliding center, in three minutes, uh, in 10.72 seconds for the goal. Austria's first in men's luge in 50 years. I knew it was fast, he said. I didn't know it was that fast. Well, now you know. Uh has here made history for the U.S., giving the Americans their first men's singles medal by finishing in three minutes and ten seconds. He also matched the best finish ever for a U.S. luge in any event at the Olympics. Americans have been second in doubles twice. I knew I could do it, Uh Mander said. It was a blast. And it didn't feel as crazy as it probably looked, but I felt in control, and oh yeah, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, I would think so. But when you um, you do get kind of a rush when you go like 120 miles an hour. Germany's Jonas Ludwig took home bronze. Locke was supposed to be a lock, the one who would tie. George Hackle's record is the only as only the second person to win Olympic gold in the Luge three consecutive times. But as the snow began to fall, he skidded during the final run and lost a ton of time in just an instant. He crossed the finish line fifth, sitting for several seconds on his sled in disbelief and anguish, as Glenschneer celebrated his upset win this is how surprising it was as Glishner has zero world cup medals never finishing better than fourth well, conditions though can really you know change the output on on the whole aspect of it you know you're cruising along everything and then that one little that one little change that one little shift you know can change the whole complex i've seen it happen many times before if you're wondering about the giant slalom, well Michaela Schiffer's uh debut was postponed due to high winds. It was a much anticipated um event that was coming up, but it has now been postponed for the second straight day. She was said to make the debut win event. I believe that it'll be made up uh oh well, they're not saying it's a bummer that we were not able to race today, Shiffrin said in his statement, but with the training the train block I've had I've had I'm prepared and I'm feeling good. I'll use this time to continue to train and refocus on Wednesday's slalom race. We have a great gym and space to eat, drink and be merry and take plenty of naps. So this is the time to recharge. I add the drink and be merry parts. The races have been rescheduled for Thursday on the fifteenth, the same day at the men's downhill event. Which was res- which was rescheduled for. Yeah, sometimes you know you get these conditions and it messes it up, but it's not a loss. So just gotta just keep your head up, folks, and that's all we can ask for. All right, um, taking a look at some other results uh, down the line. As we're in the second full day of the competition. In ice hockey also the US beat Finland three to one in their opening game. Alpine skiing Williams uh women's giant slum Sue uh Methill uh takes that comp- takes that competition. Emily Arthur won the women's halfpipe in snowboarding. Men's slop style final went to uh, Gassier of Austria. Biathlon went to Ahmed
0: uh, Heifer of Germany. And in,
2: can- in uh, curling, Canada doubled up on Norway, 8-4, to four, and the U.S. is now out of it. <laughs> the, uh, Sev Kramer won the speech game in the men's 500 meters. And the U.S. can't seem to do anything with that. That's not a very long time. All right, so why don't we check tomorrow's events for the Olympics. We enter day three of the competition. And the schedule goes down like this. For Monday, February 12th, starting early, in women's hockey, Switzerland takes on Japan. That's at 3 a.m. Oh, wow. Uh, Women's luge, there is at uh, around 5 o'clock. Uh, later on in the day, the men's freestyle skiing, as well as the women's biathlon. Also, women's hockey, Sweden takes on South Korea, as well as the women's luge. Also, the women's ski-jumping individual normal hill final will take place, and the men's biathlon pursuit final, as they pursuit themselves for a win. Uh mixed doubles curling will also be on tap. in prime time, men's alpine scheme, the combined downhill run, the men's snowboarding half pipe will take place, as well as the women's snowboarding half pipe. That'll take care of all the that'll take care of all the events for tomorrow. And they're I think about ready to interview Gerard right now. So far, he's becoming the hero of these games so far. I wish him the best of luck. I mean he's seventeen years old, and you know he's got i think he's got a good career ahead of him. so we'll see um we'll see how that works. Um, I had a golf um adding if i a golf score if I believe I'm just going to see if I can get uhaha I guess we do. February and golf, uh, that doesn't really go together, but we do have an event. It was at the AT&T Pebble Beach uh, Pro-Am Tournament today. I hard to think golf there's still snow outside. And it was Ted Porter Jr. taking home the event. And finished with a total of 270, three strokes ahead of good old Phil Mickelson. Ah, I wanted him to win. And that also is in the FedEx points, and thanks to that when Porter has 500. And it takes home a pretty good-sized paycheck of $1.3 million just for that one event. <laughs> wow. All that for just uh, four days of golf. Well, they won, two. All right. So um, I think that takes care of uh, my notes for the evening, so I'll just hand back over to you.
1: All right, and that's going to do it for Episode 434 of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Game Edition on Talk Shoot. are Louis Tenor. I'm Taylor Phillips. Follow me on Twitter at
0: DT2Phillips. Like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page, TTFN. Ta-ta for now. Bon Appetit. Good night.